Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very, very good morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. We come to you and we are the home of the new champions of the BBL. The Brisbane Heat got it done last night. And maybe, well, that wasn't a great surprise. This is. The chairman is with us from our Sydney studios and he's been there since 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) He has no part of the party. Heels, congrats. As chairman of the club, it was just a wonderful night. Oh, thanks, Paddy. Yes, it was. It was a proper final, wasn't it? They had to fight and they had to win some moments that they just fell behind. We lost an early wicket. Then we scrapped for a partnership of 85 between McSweeney and Brown. Brownie wasn't doing it easy. And after a slow start, he still makes 53. Didn't he? 53 off 37 balls. Yep. 38, so yep. That, that was great. Uh, some very unselfish behaviour late in the inning. Xavier Bartlett runs himself out. He got a duck off none. <laughs> but he kept Renshaw on strike. He ends up hitting a six in that over that just gives a bit more breathing space. Uh, the total, yeah, I got a bit greedy, Paddy. I, at the st- a bloke sat next to me. He'd flown down from Brisbane, young bloke, flown down from Brisbane. His boss had given him days off for work and yep. uh, to come down for it. And he and he said, what would you have? What would you get, Heels? What do we need? And I said, oh, I reckon 170. And uh, we got 167, and I thought, oh, that's not quite enough. We should have got more. So I got a bit greedy towards the end. Then I went into the halftime function in, yep. the, in the Steve War room. Uh-huh. I was talking to David Gallup, who's the chairman of New South Wales Cricket, and Stewie Clark. What do you reckon, Hills? What, what do you reckon of that total? Oh, we were going to declare. We've got 32 many. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it turned out 50 too many. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I walked home. I, I sort of, we were right down the other end of the ground to the pavilion, to the yeah. dressing rooms. I had a real decision to make to, to go, you know, tackle the crowd. We were going to go down on the ground out. The group that we were with were going with Alistair Dobson. And but then there's the presentations and there's the boys getting through all their selfies and everything and the media work. And then they finally get into the dressing room. It was going to be another two, two or three hour. Uh, effort to get home, yeah. so I took on the I took on the traffic and uh, found a car. I got an offer of a lift home by Greg Mail, a New South Wales cricketer, and uh, yeah, so I took that. Uh, one of the great sacrifices of my cricket career, mate. <laughs> well, they're probably still going. We're hoping Hope to get so. we're hoping to get someone from the heat on a little later on today, but. Oh boy, it was it was a relatively easy watch once we took up the ball. But yeah, Brown was outstanding. 
I tell you what, I don't know what you've got to do as chairman, but you've got to get Brown and McSweeney rooming together ev- everywhere they go because he is, you and I were exchanging a few texts last night, he's such a calming influence on Brown. I mean, you go back two matches to that Sixers game down at Carrara when it was jagging around a bit and Brownie couldn't put a bat on ball. Uh, and yet McSweeney was there last night to calm him down. I just did a couple of stats here. So last night their partnership um, their partnership was 109 it was 85 and that that proved critical and they came together at 1 for 5 and the other night against the strikers their stand was 119 and they came together at 1 for 8 he just he just is that controlling influence over brown he gets in his ear after every over and says just wait 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 i think brown was 3 for 3 off 8 and he finished up with 53 off 38 five fours and three sixes it was a pivotal point and so too was Spencer Johnson, who was named man of the match, four for 26. He's been just brilliant. And I, I wanted to ask you today, as we I encourage you to send us your thoughts, join us on the uh, on the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 131355, or the text line. We've already got a couple of texts in, 0467 736 736, including Kramer from Brisbane. Said, so, was the cricket on last night? Yeah. Then, he, then he went, yes, up the heat. Heels... Spencer Johnson spoke eloquently about the heat has changed his life and he's found a home. And Josh Brown, we know basically you guys plucked from club cricket. G- give us the Brown-Johnson stories. Oh, well, uh, yeah, Brownie's a clubby and a good uh, club mate of Nathan McSweeney. So they both played for Norths. So that's where that sort of comfort level comes from. Uh, Brown was... I reckon less than 10 years ago, uh, you do lose a little bit of track of time. Between five and 10 years ago, he came for two Norths from Valleys. Valleys, fifth grade. And then Norths put him in the third grade. And then you try him, you think, oh, should he, geez, he's a bit of a slogger. But you put him up into, you know, seconds. And, and he's worked his way into first and, and gives everyone um, uh, the knowledge that he can slog in first grade, then premier grade cricket. So th- then he, you know, he's just a cricket nuffy. He travels around South East Queensland, plays T20 games in midweek, and the Gimpy he goes up to Gimpy and plays on Thursday nights at times. Uh, and he and he just loves playing cricket. He practices hard. He he practices mainly batting. He's now got to work on his just the physical side of his of his body uh, that makes him more relevant to his job. I don't really want him skinny or anything like that, but I want him like a baseballer. There's a lot of uh, sort of overweightish, fattish power sluggers in in baseball, but they mm. have to run, they have to be fast, and he has to stay there for, you know, an hour and a half sometimes uh, running fast between wickets. He has to get all those relevant areas of his body a little stronger and a little fitter. Um, so that was Brownie. Um, you know, it took – and the, the theory about Brownie was, yeah, yeah, you know, he's a great hitter, but, you know, what's he like against, you know, top quicks? And the the answer to that is always, how are we ever going to know until we pick him? So – so he, he's got his chance and he's he's done very well in the, the last two seasons. With a, He's not the finished product yet. So that's great. Um, Spencer Johnson came up and, and started in the pre-season T20 competition of club cricket called the KFC T20 Max. Uh, and he, you know, with some interstate players coming up and, and it might be a nice message to some interstate players and certainly local club players that you do well, you can make it to the very top of, of this format of the game. Uh, Spencer was a bloke who came up. I played He played with Wynnum and everyone said, yeah, tall left-hander, this bloke, and um, yeah, he seems to bowl a heavy ball and, 
Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was decided to give him a local player position in the Brisbane Heat squad. Yeah. Um, so that you do connect Premier Grade cricket with, uh, in you know, first-class type cricket, uh, the professional game, uh, by doing that and making sure that if you perform at that level, you, you're a chance of getting picked higher. And uh, he was one of those. So so it was great that uh, he certainly decided to stay. We had a bigger, a bigger home for him if we've made a home for him by the Brisbane Heat. We had a bigger one for him. The Bulls wanted him as well, <laughs> but he stayed back back down in South Australia because he's a very respectful and a fa- family man. And um, I, heard, I heard, I don't know whether it was social media, but I heard a message from the real Bondi vet uh, to the to our Bondi vet yesterday. Mm. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, 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 Chris Brown sort of said, and to the other Bondi vet, go us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, he he's really enjoyed himself, but he, he's a superstar in the minds of the Brisbane Heat as well. Yeah, well, he took four for 20, uh, 26 at an average at an economy rate of 6.5. This is how he did it last night. In comes Johnson. Left arm over the wicket, straight through, knocked him over. Or he gets out. Edwards goes. Johnson delivers. Philippi, 23 off 21 deliveries. Has hit it into the air. This will be end of Josh Philippi, the third wicket falls. A big breakthrough. And All swings. Get out. All going down in a big heap at the moment for the Sydney Sixers, and it's all going right for the Brisbane Heat. Yep. And that's Kerr taking a swing. Johnson will chase it down. Caught and bowled. And he gets another wicket. Spencer Johnson removing Hayden Kerr. Yep, big wickets. Yeah, big wickets. Oh, the Edwards had played a couple of really nice drives, and Spencer was sort of going across him and a, a touch full, but that's all. And then bang, those those big KFC stumps lit up. Yeah. Yeah. We went berserk. The <laughs> Queensland contingent, six of us, up, up in the stands. So, and Josh Phillippe looked very dangerous last night too. So they were great, great wickets by Spence. Yeah, well, let's not forget our spin twins, Kuhneman and Swepson. Swepson missed yes. out the last match when they knew that there was a bit of jag in the wicket, but uh, he came back and, like, the, the wicket uh, that he got when uh, Jimmy Pearce had stumped Silk brilliantly, it was one, it was certainly one of the balls of the night. It was a major turning point in the game. And the two of them were just wrapped to be playing alongside each yeah. other. Let's start with Kuhneman, what the, what the win meant to him, and then we'll roll straight into Mitch Swepson. This has been a long time coming. Oh, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm so happy for the boys. I'm so happy to play with Swep. Um, no, this is so good. The best feeling ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's my ninth year at the club. Uh, feels like it's been a long time coming, but um, I'm just so proud of this group. Uh, the last two years we've dominated and done really well and um, we've gotten the reward that we deserve. Jimmy's already been on the line. How good is Nisa? Why is he in, Why isn't he playing for Australia? Well, I've been asking that for years. Good that Renshaw could play as he had a major impact on the game. He certainly did, scored 40. Love the emotion from Spencer Johnson, a guy who realises the heat, gave him a chance, and hasn't he repaid it? And it's been good for them as well. Let's quickly hear from Nisa, who's uh, 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 just acrobatics in the field with that late catch is just phenomenal. Oh, it was almost just a reflex thing, Uh, running hard on the boundary. I knew I was close, but I didn't realise that close. And then I saw the big frame... In my peripherals, I, I just thought I'd give him a little flick, and sure enough, it went to him. So, a bit of luck involved as well. Yeah, there were you, you, centimetres you know, ne- involved. Yeah, you know, Nessa's, oh, Nisa, Nessa, his best moment of the match? Well, there were plenty. No, the, 
and and it'll, it'll it'll get to, it'll get uh, you know put to, not not made much of it. The wicket of Daniel Hughes, the wicket, the first wicket yeah. to get him caught at first slip. The fact that he had a first slip, he took on the, a slowish wicket with a slip and and picked up the really important wicket as well as his good work in the field and his great teamsmanship. Um, but uh, I, I thought the captaincy of Nathan McSweeney was very active and and proactive. And uh, th- things went well for the Heat. All right, yeah, good stuff. It was it was a brilliant victory. We'll have lot more, lots more of it, including all the highlights as the morning unfolds. We've got uh, rugby league news coming up next. Nathan Feen was due to join us yesterday. Uh, had something pop up at the last minute, so we're going to have a chat to the Dolphins' assistant, great friend of the show here. We'll talk to him, but we'd love to hear from you this morning about the Heat win. Uh, the open line is thirteen thirteen fifty five, and our text line is oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. The Heat are the BBL champions. And the year of Brisbane could be getting even better because I reckon the Dolphins are going to be uh, big contenders this year. Nathan Feen, great friend of the show, as I said, has joined us. Uh, Morning, Feeney. Good morning, boys. How are we all? Good. Happy New Year to you. Yes, same to you guys. How's how's the year treating you so far? Well, for a big big year. Well, we won the cricket last night, mate. Just just one premiership already, mate. Well, let's rack them up this year. (laughs) (laughs) I went. There's another studio. I'll I'll get in that line. I'll get in that line. the Dolphins, yeah. mate, we'll be, we'll be keen for a premiership. Exactly, mate. I got in the. I'm in Sydney in the studios of SEN, and I know James Magnuson and Michael Carianis are doing the breakfast show next door in the other studio, and they told the producer, don't let him anywhere near us. I just stormed in and, <laughs> and, gave, him, and gave him a couple of minutes of my best stuff. Pick your lip, pick your bottom lips up, boys. Come on, let's go. And, yeah, so and I'm not that popular around here even now. Hey, Nathan, tell uh, me. Very nice. Tell me there's not a little bit of excitement out on the peninsula, mate. I mean, Farnworth, Flegler, Avarillo, they're great buys. You've got Gilbert back and firing. I mean, there's – and I know it's only your second season, but boy, oh, boy, there's got to be a bit of hype down there. Yeah, a bit of excitement, um, as you say. Uh, Building on, I guess, what we were able to sort of do last year is, uh, you know, a tough year in many ways, but also a very successful year. And, um, you know, we've been able to hit the the paddock, um, you know, throughout the early parts of the pre-season, you know, get fitter, stronger, faster, all of those things that... Uh, we want the want the players to be doing, and you know it's it's setting up nicely. Obviously, everyone's you know across all the NRL teams are excited at this time of year before a ball's been kicked. Um, everyone's very optimistic about their chances, but um, you know I just know where we're at from looking at us 12 months ago, and you know adding that quality that you that you just sort of rattled off there, Patty. You know it's uh, it, it's it's you know really exciting, and we're looking forward to the trials rolling around, which are only a you know matter of weeks away now. Yeah, Nathan, you need you need good camaraderie. It sounds like it's all there because when you have positional depth, players are going to miss out. They need to, you know, they need to keep their spirits high, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, and Wayne's the master at that. Um, you know, obviously having that, you know, competition for spots is 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 healthy and makes the training sessions a lot more competitive. And you know, it's probably an area that we just needed to build on from last year as well, when we got a few injuries and a, and a few suspensions throughout the year. Our depth mm. just got tested a little bit. Um, but you know, obviously this year we've got some quality players that have joined the squad and have, have joined the club and you know have hit the ground running in in many ways. And um, you know, it's just adding to that to. I guess the vibe around the place in terms of, 
you know, we're, no one's guaranteed a jersey and Wayne's, you know, sort of put the writing on the wall nice and early in the piece and, you know, it's up to the guys around whether they get selected or not. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, from, from a performance point of view, it's, it's very pleasing. Everything's sort of moving in the right direction and, you know, we're building on both our attack and defence, um, you know, just little things, key areas that we needed to work on and that we identified from last year. So uh, yeah, everything's moving, moving, moving forward nicely. I love Farnworth, mate. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him, both on and off the football field. He's a character. Um, he's definitely walked in and um, let everyone know he's here. He's uh, <laughs> the king of the ring, like in the wrestle room, and he, you know, he's not afraid to uh, let everyone know about it as well. But uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. Like yeah. just having him around, like his, his footwork and his speed, and um, you know, just some of his catch pass skills, like is is, is just you know really eye opening. And um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the team this year. Well, uh, how's Big Val? Did he get through? I think 113 kegs was the the goal. Is he is he there or good enough anyway? Oh, look, he's uh, he, he's trimmed down. That's for sure. Um, yep. We had our, our uh, suit fittings and all some you know clothing sort of stuff yesterday, and I seen him up there with his shirt off. He's uh, got a few little six pack, you know, a few yeah. little bumps sticking through that belly now. So, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's looking good and he's, he's a big character, Val, and, um, you know, just takes everything in his stride. Um, you know, I, I know he um, was able to do some really good things for us last year, but he's got to build on that. And, you know, I guess for him, it's just all about learning how to be that professional NRL player and having the guys like Avarillo and, and Herbie here is, uh, is only going to help him and, and push him along so yeah everything uh, with Val's ticking along nicely but um, yeah, I don't think he wants to go back to that uh, grueling training camp that he did uh, early early before Christmas No you've got to admire him for it mate I mean you know, Wayne basically laid it on the, on the line to him and he's gone out and done it and uh, I know your marketing department would be delighted if he's back in first grade the, this year Hey I'm, I'm loving oh, Yeah definitely he's... Yeah, I'm Sorry, loving Katie. Loving the look of the Ford pack, mate. I mean, Gilbert back to fitness. You throw in Flegler in there with the with the Bromwich boys and Felice. You need some mongrels in a pack, and, and as as you well know, and you've got them. Yeah, it's a it's a good looking pack. Um, yeah, and you know you throw in Stony there, and yeah. um, you know you've got guys like Mark Nichols as well that you know are going to definitely add some different bits and pieces. Wall brings his own, yeah. you know, I guess flair um, to to that front row position as well. So yeah, look, it, it's definitely um, you know going to be a tough. Um, tough decision that Wayne will have to make come round one, um, you know, in terms of with that starting forward pack. But yeah, you know, you mentioned that that hardness or you know that 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 fear that you want from your forward pack, and you know the players that we've got this year can definitely uh, can definitely do that when you you know going through the team sheets and you see all those guys on there. Yeah, it's definitely going to be daunting to other teams, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, the trials coming up, um, you know, in a few weeks' time. And then, you know, those boys will have to just put their best foot forward because there could be some, you know, a few disappointed boys that um, don't make the team round one. Yeah, that's right, and they have to stay up. Um, has there, Do the staff feel as if there's been enough time for pre-season or do you always want more? 
Uh, look, Wayne's Wayne's great, uh, you know, with managing the workloads for the players. Um, you know, he's obviously got Jeremy Hickman, who he's worked with uh, over a number of years in terms of that high-performance stuff and just balancing everything out. But, um, look, yeah, for, from an attack point of view, and I'm sure Wolfie's the same with the defence. Always, you'd always want a little bit more time with them just to fine-tune some things. But, you know, I'm really happy with where we're at, and I'm sure, you know, Wayne and Wolfie are in the same boat there where... Um, we're definitely ticking along and, um, yeah, starting to get into the, you know, I guess the, the more game structure um, side of our training and, mm-hmm. you know, just building on, you know, how we're going to play our footy this year because, you know, we needed to develop that, uh, you know, our DNA, if you like, last year and our style of footy and, you know, what we wanted to be known for. But now it's time to sort of just fine-tune some things and, and really try and give this uh, competition a shake, which is what we're all focused on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, everyone we hear, every interview that we hear with a, a Dolphins player, they're, they're talking finals. They want, they're desperate to get the finals. Hey, talk to me about the enigma of, of this rugby league competition in, in Milford, mate. I mean, what are you and Wayne and Wolfie wanting from him? I mean, he, he's on the cusp, isn't he, really? Look, he's um, everything he's done through the preseason has been has been really pleasing from a you know from a performance point of view. He's um, he's, he's as fit as that I've seen him. Um, you know, he's moving quicker. Um, nice. You know, but for Mills, obviously the, the the writing is on the wall a little bit. And you know, you, you, we spoke about that depth earlier. We've you know we've got that in in his position. So. Um, he's definitely going to have to be at his best to, to to pull on, you know, the starting jersey or you know wherever Wayne sort of sees him sees fit. But um, look, I, I, you know, I, I think I think Milf can definitely bring something to our club. You know, the way he moves, as I said, at training and you know his skill execution is 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 truly world class. And um, you know, it's just a matter of him being focused and being. Um, you know, fit enough to buy into what we're trying to do here at, at the club, and you know, I, I think definitely this year he's um, made some massive improvements in that area. And yeah, if he can uh, continue that form that he's showing at training on the on the footy field, you know, it, it'll make things very hard to Wayne not to leave him or not to pick him if that yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting, but um, it's interesting for all of our our players, you know. And as I said, that depth is exciting. So. Uh, keeps that competition higher, you know, throughout our training drills, etc. Yeah, as you said, every team in the comp uh, optimism at this part of the year is always skyrocketing. I mean, you've got Desi down at the Titans now. You've got the Cowboys wanting to lift themselves off the canvas, and you've got grand finalists just up the road at Red Hill. So there is re- there is reason for a lot of optimism in uh, Queensland Rugby League right at the moment. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Um, you know, just have a look at what the Broncos were able to do last year, and we're all riding on the on the back of that. And you know, that's obviously the ultimate goal is to play finals footy for us. And you know, if we got the chance to play in a grand final, that would be phenomenal. But um, you know, then we can all celebrate like Heels and his Heat from last year. Yes. That, 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 that would be the ideal scenario, wouldn't oh. it? But, uh, yeah, look, it, footy's in a great spot, and you know, the the Maroons and in terms of state of origin as well, they're you know, kicking goals. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a great time to be a Queenslander. Yeah, exactly right. And you're always fantastic with your time for this show, mate. We really do appreciate it. Go the Dolphins this year. I reckon they're going to have a great year. You've bought really well and uh, you'll have plenty of support out there. Thanks, Fanny. My pleasure. My pleasure, boys. Get your pins up. Aaron Sipos is joining us now. Aaron, good morning to you. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure. So how is the new life, mate? I, you know, we know that you've come home from the, the Philly Eagles and... Uh, uh, what are you looking now at a job maybe in the AFL coaching? 
Yeah, I've actually uh, been fortunate enough to to join the Hawthorne Football Club. So oh, um, oh. yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's worked out reasonably well, which is nice. And um, yeah, been here for a couple of months now, and um, yeah, it's exciting time here. So I'm really looking forward to it. You've been oh, that that is a nice part of the cycle, <laughs> isn't it? Well, we 2011. I think you were drafted 2010. Uh, 2011 to 15 was AFL, and then how how did it happen? that you ended up in America punting? Yeah, there's a program here called um, Pro Kick Australia um, that uh, Nathan Chapman um, started up. He was a, he's a former Brisbane Bear, and, um, yeah, he, he started up a program back here. So I joined the program there, and um, it gives the opportunity for guys to go through the college system over in America, and I did that for a couple of years and was, was able to make my way into the NFL. So, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was, it was a great opportunity and, and one that I'm very grateful for. Yeah, look, I'm hearing from our producer who actually knows you from the, the junior days. He reckons you were, <laughs> ki- you were kicking at 70 metres when you were about 12. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I did. I, I did have a decent kick on me. So, um, yeah, tried to, tried to make the most of it while I could. Hey, the the challenges, some... Sorry, uh, Aaron, Aaron, the challenges of changing to that smaller, harder, pointier ball? Oh, yeah. Look, there's obviously a lot of craft that goes um, into it and, and fine-tuning some skills. Um, you know, obviously the AFL balls are a bit bigger and, and, and we work on different type of kicks and um, just adjusting to be able to kind of simplify everything and knowing that um, it takes a little bit of different um, technique and that to be able to kind of get it right was um, a little challenge at first. And, um, you know, it's always um, it's always continuing to, to build on it and stuff, which is great. But um, I feel like I adjusted uh, reasonably well. And I guess, you know, that's why I was able to get the opportunity at, at the highest level over in America. It's different stratosphere stuff, isn't it, the NFL? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a whole new ball game. Obviously, you know, here in Australia, we... We live and breathe our Australian rules football, but um, yeah, the scales is quite high over there, and um, obviously from a, a business point of view and everything like that too, it's um, it's pretty wild. So um, yeah, certainly certainly a lot different to what you get in the AFL. But your exit was contentious and controversial, I suppose. I mean, it would still hurt, I would imagine, from the Philly Eagles. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's definitely. Um, you know, a little bit of, uh, uh, what well, I guess the right word is, is frustration. And, um, you know, it, it is part of the game and, um, you know, you're obviously always trying to, to continue to get better and, and things like that. And didn't quite, uh, get the opportunity to do so after everything that went down, but, um, look, it, it is, it is what it is. And, um, that's part of the business You're You're aware of that. Um, even before you get into it and um, kind of live and die by the sword a little bit, and, and that's how it goes. Yes, it's a brutal game, I'd imagine. How does the axe fall, Aaron? You know, is it like a major league where you look in your locker and there's a pink sticker in there, or how does it go? Like? <laughs> Oh, it's more of a it's it's more of a, a a call or a message from the general manager, and you know it's not normally a pretty good sign yes, when you get in a call from from the general manager. And um, yeah, it's a it's a very very quick conversation, and then um, yeah, obviously the you, you know the rest from there. So um, yeah, look, it, it it is what it is, and um, you know it's um, it's just it is just how it goes. Hey, we've got to get to a break, but I, I, I've got to ask you, four left in the race to Super Bowl. You've got Mahomes, Kelsey show with the Chiefs. You've got the sentimental favourites, I suppose, the, the Detroit Lions. They're not there very often. And you've got the two top seeds, the Ravens and the 49ers left. Who's your pick? 
Uh, my pick to win it all? Yeah. Uh, my pick to win it all is probably the Baltimore Ravens. I think they've just okay. been the best team all year, most consistent. And um, I think they've just got, you know, a great defense and, and their offense seems to be firing at the at the right time. So that's probably my pick for, for this year's Super Bowl. All right. What a footy life you've led and it's going to continue with uh, Hawthorne. It's, it's great. And, of course, you are an ambassador with the Sporting Globe and you'll be able to catch Super Bowl 58 live on the big screens at Rabina, Chermside and Logan Aaron. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Aaron. No worries, guys. Thank you very much. Well, the heat, as we know, the chairman was very disciplined last night in the midst of one of our greatest ever victories. Is the assistant coach on the same plane? Let's find out. Yes, we've tracked him down. Darren Lehman, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, gents. How are you? <laughs> well, more, more importantly, how are you? Could do with a little bit more sleep, let's say that, <laughs> but uh, not too bad. Did the SCG security hang in well with you, fellas? When when did you get out of those rooms at the ground? <laughs> they kicked us out, Chairman. Um, they? they kicked us out about yeah about one thirty, two o'clock, and then we found a bar that was open. So we we kicked on well enough. Yeah, we we did your proud heels. They're quite high class, those Sydney bars that are still open at two, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You can walk in in thongs and shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, most of the players wore their medals and, and then straight from the SCG to, their, uh, to the abode we uh, frequent for a few hours, yes. Uh, good. Yeah, was was nice. there any Cameron Smiths amongst them? Did they still have their playing kits on? Yeah, they're all playing kits. Yeah, they didn't change the boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was only us old folk that actually went out of shower and <laughs> cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about the game. It, it, look, there'll be many out there, and we will say it, that you deserved it. I mean, you've had the season from heaven. You had a stumble in the first of the finals, and then you've put it all together in the, in the game that mattered most. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Uh, I mean, we did have our two best, I suppose, batting performance of the finals, which is great to see, and, and, and obviously, you know, backed up in the field and bowled really well. So, you know, the hiccup in at Gold Coast against Sixers, sort of kick-started us getting back to how we wanted to play. And, and I think we were maybe a little bit gun-shy in those couple of games we, we lost where we, we just went away from what we were doing. We were being brave and taking the game on and, and then playing really good cricket smarts against different types of bowlers and, and hitting the ball to the right areas. And, you know, obviously Josh Brown was fantastic in both the semi and the final, but the way we all went about it as a batting group was really pleasing. And then backed up with an exception. I mean, our bowlers have been fantastic all year and, and in the field we were good. Yeah, great contributions. Again, before we get on to Brownie, McSweeney, good partnership to, to so after the early wicket. Uh, Maxie Bryant, good time in the middle. Renshaw took it right to the death. It was fantastic. It was good, mate. Yeah, really pleased. Uh, and look, a lot of people don't realise some of the things we did. You know, even Michael Nesta trying to hit a six first ball to keep yes. Renshaw on strike. You know, things like that. David Bartlett running himself out to keep Renshaw on strike. Little things that matter. Uh, in in the game of T20, so you know everyone played really well. They played their part, and you know, really pleased. Especially when we lost early wicket, McSweeney. I mean, his knock was brilliant in terms of the context of the game with uh, Josh Brown, and and he summed it up perfectly. I mean, he, he only had struck at just over a hundred. He was thirty three off thirty two, I think. Yeah. But yes. the way he went about it and set up the game uh, with Josh Brown was excellent for our batters. Well, if I asked about, I asked Heels about this, but basically, you guys. <laughs> have tracked down and developed both Brown and Spencer Johnson, and they have been the two superstars of this team. 
Yeah, they have, mate. Uh, Spencer Johnson, he, he, oh, I don't know why he's not in the T20 side. He, he's a proper superstar, left-arm fast bowler. <laughs> Good-looking. He's got all the tricks. <laughs> um, he, he's one of those guys that just can uh, produce on the big stage. So he, he's been excellent for us, obviously, since coming from South Australia. We, we sort of plucked him last year. And then Josh Brown, the same. Uh, he's just developed his game and... You know, he's been a little bit, I suppose, flat. He hasn't scored at a good strike rate for the first bit of the tournament, but the last couple of games, wow, he, he certainly kicked it up a gear. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's he been okay, we said, didn't we, in the lead-up to the finals? But we all know what can be around the corner, and he and he got it out there. He, he was just so happy, wasn't he? He was full of joy that he was able to do it. That's That's got to be new belief for him. Yeah, he's having a time of his life. He's just been picked up in uh, for the Bangladesh League, so he's going there, I think, on Friday to play in Friday. that. So uh-huh. he, he's, he's one of those guys that's uh, now just, you know, got his foot in the door and, you know, the, the world's his oyster. If he has a bit of luck and, and plays the right way and keeps, you know, he hits him. I mean, he towed one the other day at the, yes. the Gold Coast that went for six. I mean, he hits a big ball. And the, the thing I like about it is he hits the ball where it's supposed to go. I think the other night was a great wake-up call at Gold Coast where he was swinging like a rusty gate and just kept missing it and trying to hit it at one area. Um, and we, we sort of reviewed that and spoke about hitting the ball where it's supposed to go and he started to do that and got some great rewards. Yeah, well, to be fair, you've got to take plenty of responsibility for that. You you work with him closely. But I, I, we said to Heels in a little text exchange we had last night, you've got to keep McSweeney around him, mate. He keeps his head on, doesn't he, out there? Every, every over he's talking to him. He just he keeps him calm. Yeah, he's, he's a very calm leader. He was fantastic for us at the back end. So was Munro and Usman when they were captain. We were lucky enough to have three leaders that were really calm. And, and McSweeney's only 24. I mean, he's a, he's a future captain of you know international career, the way he plays. Uh, he's got to get there first, obviously, and get in the side. But he's a guy that's going to be uh, have a great career domestically and, and hopefully internationally. So very calm. Yeah, he might end up being the... The opening partner of Brownie one day, I reckon he could he could do that job no problems at all. The bowling attack, mate, didn't let you down because the total seemed pretty good. Uh, any anxiety in this the whole game uh, through throughout it, or total trust in that bowling unit? No, pretty calm we were. I mean, Bick and, and Wade second because they've been fantastic with the bowling unit, uh, trying to make sure they get the. The, the right matchups where we possibly can. Once once we got one six six, I mean, I, I thought we had probably thirty two many on that wicket. It was a, right a dust bowl. Yeah, I felt really comfortable. But you, you don't until you obviously get get into your work, and then Nessa bowls a good over to start. Johnson bowls a, a few fours, and then get to wicket, and all of a sudden the ball starts rolling. So uh, they've been really good all year. Uh, implementing plans in place, happy to chop and change. Um, and, and sometimes one of the bowlers will only bowl one over. That's yes. the advantage of having an extra right. bowler uh, actually in the side. You know, we feel like we're maybe a batter light on as such at, at certain venues, but all in all, if you, you're bowling units like that, you can actually restrict them. Hey, just quickly about Neat, what about his athleticism? Well, he's unbelievable, isn't he? He does. It. I mean, I reckon a highlight reel of just this BBL with him would be unbelievable. Just his fielding. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back to the Monica game where he ran about fifty metres to take that catch off Alex Ross in the Thunder game that really got us going in that game. So he just does things that that and the old analogy catches with matches, but he he does the freakish things as well.
Uh, hey, where you do you put who, this oh, satisfaction? Sorry, he'll say, where do you put this satisfaction level, mate? You've done everything all over the world in cricket, but uh, just being part of this team and, and and coming from where they were a couple of years ago has got to be very satisfying for you. Yeah, for all of us, all the coaching staff. Hats off to everyone, really. Everyone involved in the organisation. Um, uh, the the feelings, uh, just proud, just proud, because we we haven't got a uh, you know a lot of superstars. We just played the right way, and, and everyone bought into how we wanted to play. That's probably the biggest thing, and um, just really proud of all the players and how they went about it. Yeah, well, and I want to just give us a final word. Hopefully, we see him again. I like the athleticism of Tall Paul. He is he is a very good uh, athlete, isn't he? And uh, certainly a skill set that helped us all season long. Yeah, his bowling was fantastic. His, his batting was rubbish at times, but his bowling yeah. was very, he was very a, good. He was uh, on a triple triple duck last night, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I tell you what, he's he's great around the group, and, and yeah. you're picking guys with, with how good they are around the group, how they fit in. The players love him. Um, so, yeah, he was one of those guys that just gem yeah, in the crowd. I mean, we'll hopefully keep him, but you know, with drafts and how it all works, you're not sure whether you will. Um, but you know, and he's fantastic around the group. I mean. Wow, you don't want to get stuck in a drinking game with him at all. He yeah. Strong tip, but uh, yeah, he, he he does. He moves all right, uh, but yeah, he oh, does. He eh? carries some leaders around. With him. Oh, he's got plenty of space to store it. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I checked last night, and they did mention that uh, it was about late afternoon uh, in the Middle East, and you know, we're in Dubai. Uh, Billings and Munro, I'm certain, would have been watching. Oh, we had them on the phone pretty much all night at various stages, <laughs> singing songs and carrying on. Uh, they, they've been great for us, those two. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of both of them. They were just they bought into the Brisbane Heat franchise and, and loved playing for us. And they're a big reason. They, they, they won us games. They got us to the top of the table as well. So, you know, w- w- without that double chance, and if we weren't top of the table, we wouldn't be here uh, today. So, yeah. you know, the, the big credit to those two. Yeah, big time. And even Uzi. Popped on the Brisbane Heat strip and uh, at the end of the celebrations, eh? Yeah, it was good. I mean, he sent great messages to all the players and all those little things. One, you know, one percent is behind the scenes heels, as you know, and giving the guys confidence and that. So, he's been fantastic. And yeah, everyone, you know, just the way the whole franchise worked was was fantastic. All right, we're going to let you. We're going to leave you alone. We, we really appreciate it. I'm just quickly, we've had a few <laughs> had a few re- requests. Is, is there any plan of a celebration back here, mate, for the fans? Or oh yes, there's going to be a lot go on. Um, <laughs> as you'd imagine, it's just enjoy last night and then wake up this morning and you get Sen saying, "Oh, hey boys, can you come on?" I'm going, "Wow, this is the start of it for everyone." Well, um, but yeah, I'm sure they're going to do, do something over the next couple of days um, with the test match around and uh, work out what, where we go and what we're doing. So I, I know today we, we're having a, a drink somewhere, <laughs> as you would do, yeah. uh, a couple of diet cokes to refresh them back into it. Um, so, and I'm sure they'll they'll get to the fans and all that. Good stuff. Hey, mate, as usual, you're brilliant with us. We really appreciate it. Darren Lehman, uh, look, there's a big buzz here. Your front, back page, middle page of the papers up here. Congrats. Brilliant win. Good on you, Buff. Great great effort, mate. Uh, Thanks, Chairman. Brett Phillips, SEN's tennis expert. Yep. Alcaraz out last night in one of the big upsets. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yes, it was one of the big upsets last night, wasn't it? Uh, It was. It was. um, Yeah, look, certainly, um, you know, we know the the pedigree of Alexander Zverev and 
what he's trying to get back to, you know, where he was a few years ago before this uh, next wave uh, came through. But it was an uncharacteristic performance, um, you know, certainly from Elcarez last night, particularly the unforced errors, you know, some pretty sloppy stuff from uh, Carlos. First set gets away, you two sets love down. He, you know, he certainly rallied. We expected that in the third, played some incredible passing shots in the tie break in the third. And, you know, one breaker served, decided in the fourth. And, yeah, he was a bit off uh, last night, just mm. a bit unsure of himself in some key decision-making in rallies, uh, you know, wrong shot selection, uh, just sprayed some balls. And, I mean, Zverev was serving, what, you know, over 80% yeah. on the first serves last night, which is tough to contend with, you know, when he's coming down from his height to really uh, make some inroads. So, yeah, I mean, Zverev certainly, um, you know, showed us that he's still capable of really going to the business end of Grand Slams. A lot of unfinished business there. And it's interesting, you know, we sort of look at Djokovic where he is, uh, all the talk's been about the next wave. We start to forget a little bit about Medvedev and Tsitsipas and Zverev and the like who rose before. And, you know, it could sort of circle back to those guys again to have their window. So we've got this sort of mix of, you know, the young, uh, the little bit little bit more established guys in their mid-20s and then Djokovic at 36. So all these, all these uh, generations are sort of colliding together and, you know, it comes down to execution on the day. Yeah, and Brett, do you put, you know, his early dominance totally down to that first service uh, percentage? I think I came home from the cricket here in Sydney and got to see that uh, I was watching second and third sets and it given him a look at four second serves out of 38 at that stage. Yeah. Yeah, and when he's hitting his spots, I mean, that, that's tough. And then, you know, obviously he, he likes to get into uh, Sverev where he can. I mean, he's a... You know, for a guy of his size, he was such a, a competent net player and he was just all over, um, mm. you know, Elkaraz in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, when he serves on, uh, he used to have a, you know, a lot of issues, Sasha, particularly with a second serve, which is why his uh, first serve is, you know, so vital to him. And, yeah, when it's on, it's, uh, it's pretty tough to contend with coming from that height. And he's had a lot to contend with off-court as well. Obviously, he's got to face uh, these domestic violence allegations. There's a trial in Berlin in May. He's been asked about that to his annoyance at press conferences, etc. So there's a lot going on in the Zarev world at the moment. Yeah, there is. And, and no doubt the crowd, you know, we're getting right behind Elkaraz. They weren't really in the Zarev corner uh, last night. I mean, they wanted a match, no doubt. And they obviously growing some great affection for, uh, for Carlos Elkaraz. But, yeah, I mean, he is a, an intriguing... Uh, intriguing guys, varied the whole, you know, the very sort of family history with the sport. Um, and he was born into tennis, you know, uh, the same management group that managed Federer, you know, took Zverev under their wing at a very, very young age. Um, yeah, and look where, where, where the outside lens looking into all of this in terms of the off-court stuff that, you know, we're not 100% sure of and, uh, you know, lots of things float around, you know, the old innocent until proven guilty, mm. you know, comes into play. But, you know, the ATP uh, is an interesting one. They haven't, but they supposedly conducted their own investigation into all that and came up with nothing. Um, and people thought that they were a little bit of a toothless tiger in that regard. And, you know, obviously he's been peppered here uh, by the media about whether he should be playing, allowed to play, mm. etc. And no doubt he's not taken kindly to that. And look, he's letting his record do the talking at the moment. And, you know, it's taken a while to get back from that long ankle injury. It, it really set him back, um, you know, some months. But you feel like he's almost back to back to his best. So we'll talk about the women's in a minute, but what we're left with in the men now is 1v4, Joker v Sinner, 6v3, Zerev v Medvedev. Medvedev winning another five-setter. He just keeps – he keeps. He looks like he just loves staying out on centre court, I think, doesn't he? 
yeah, some duration, no doubt, about his matches. And, I mean, Hercatch hit more winners yesterday. He had, I mean, but he only converted five of 15 break-point opportunities. So he'd love some of those uh, points back. And, look, Medvedev, you know, a bit like Djokovic. I mean, they're just great defenders. Uh, you know, Medvedev's never going to totally blow you off the court, but she's going to annoy the hell out of you yeah. and make life uh, you know, really, really difficult with a depth of shot and uh, and returning from so far back and the cat and mouse that he plays. So he just finds a way to navigate his way through a little peephole there and, and you know, stay, uh, win matches, which the good players do. You told yeah. us earlier in the week about uh, Quinwen Zhang. She's through. So we finish up with mm. probably a, a semi-final worthy of a final, golf and Sabalenka tonight, followed by uh, Strengska, who's one of the real fairy tale stories against Yang. Uh, so number 12 seed against the qualifier. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and all your wildest predictions, um, you can't get it all right in trying to predict the women's draw. Uh, there will be always someone that emerges and, you know, there'll be a few that fall over that we didn't expect. So that opens up the door for players to make their mark at a slam. Yeah, look, Sabalenka, Goff, I'm just uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to getting in the in the booth and, and seeing how that one rolls out early. I mean, Arena's just put a stamp on all their matches so early with a break of serve and the set's away. Coco's come off the three-hour match, but she'll recover well. She's super fit and uh, it's sort of the match that I think she needed uh, in the tournament. I still like Coco. I think, uh, I think she can uh, get... Uh, Sabalenka uncomfortable where she starts tightening up a little bit uh, tonight. But, you know, Sabalenka would have learned a lot out of those three semis last year when she really cocked up some big leads. Um, it could come down to a moment or two. Yeah, right. great match. What about the Chinese players? The first Chinese player into a major semifinal since Lee Nas' 2014 Australian Open win. Well, you can only beat who you beat. She hasn't been a top 50 player in the tournament, but she did come in as a seeded player, US Open quarterfinalist last year. So she's spiked a little bit further, this slam, and she's going to be top 10, and she's going to be around the pointy end. I think she's not going away. She's inspired, and she's got a great game, and she had to fight back a bit of adversity last night, dropping the first set tiebreak, and she showed why she is a good player, the way she reset that match. So, yeah, I'll probably give her the edge uh, tonight against Yastrzemska. Good stuff. All right, mate. Yeah, there's plenty to unfold still. Lots of good storylines, and uh, you'll keep us right across it. We'll, we'll know when we speak to you on Monday. Yeah. Oh, no, we'll check indeed, tomorrow. The trophies. Oh, indeed, it's only yeah, Thursday. That's right. It yeah. is only Thursday. <laughs> I don't even know you're worse than me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're worse than me, you blokes. <laughs> i got no idea. Brett Phillips, thank you, as usual. See you, Brett. Thanks, guys. Nearly all the texts this morning, naturally, have been about the Heat's brilliant win last night. One of the stars of the show has kindly agreed to... Where is he? Where is Matty Renshaw? Is he in Brisbane? Is he back for the test? Or is he still in Sydney? Matt, congratulations. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning to you. <laughs> I guess he's still is. in Sydney. Uh, yeah, I'm just at the airport about to fly um, fly back to Brizzy. Oh, you've been keeping an eye on the COVID scenarios, mate. Like uh, that could have been that could have completed your whirlwind for you. You know, a test cap this afternoon. Yeah, Bush convinced I'm scoring 100 this afternoon. So um, no, I'm just just get back, see if all the boys are all good, and then um, yeah, just try and help them win a test match. Well, you yeah. scored 40 off 22 last night, which was just invaluable given the context of the game, and we didn't know what the wicket was going to be like for them when they batted. Um, it, it was just superb. It was just a wonderful team performance, Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, we were talking about it last night after the game. Like, I think that's probably one of our, our best team performances. Everyone contributed um, at some point in the game with something important. So um, I think we, we sort of saved our best for last. 
It didn't look an easy wicket to be as fluent as you were, Renners. Um, did you feel good walking out there? And and then have you got any remorse in having to run Xavier out for none? Um, <laughs> I was actually really nervous yesterday throughout the whole day. And then as soon as I walked out to the middle, I just felt this real nice calmness. So, um, yeah, it was nice to sort of get out there, lose, lost Brownie pretty quickly, and Max and I had to sort of rebuild before we could start slogging. Um, but no, it was sort of, we were just watching the ball. We were pretty calm out there, which was nice. And yeah, unfortunately, a couple of the, the lower order got um, a couple of diamond golden ducks. Cause diamond my account, golden so ducks. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I should have bought them a beer last night, but um, I didn't think they needed any help with that. Uh, no, Buff has told us that. He sounds a little dusty, but he kindly picked up the phone. He said, the celebrations have been hearty, he said. Yeah, I think they're going to continue as well. Um, I think they they're going to continue well into the next couple of days. Um, fortunately for me, I've got a um, bit of the Gabba test watching um, that, so I've, I've asked them if they could bring the the trophy to the Gabba, so I could show that around the dressing room as well. You know what would have been good is if you didn't needlessly run yourself out on the last ball. You know, you set, you send um, who who was it Spencer with you? Who was in there at the end? Just send send him back and not take that stupid stupid run you had to. Yeah, but Hill, some of us nowadays we we like to not play for red pen. I know that you guys <laughs> back in your day and you keepers you keepers love your red ink, but yeah, I think if I made that run and we we won by a run, I think it you wouldn't be you wouldn't be saying that. But yeah, no. But looking back now, it, one point. it would have it would have annoyed all the boys that. <laughs> Go run out. <laughs> oh, anyway, it no, I know. Yeah. It was a great effort, mate, not to go for Red Inks. And the six, how did that feel? You, you were you were pretty sure very quickly off the bat that that ball was going for six in that last over, weren't you? Yeah, I hit it, and I knew it was a short boundary, but I knew it was either court or, um, court or uh, six. So I thought there's probably no point me running here. I'm just oh, going to okay. be trying to get run out coming back for two, but... Yeah, I um, I was pretty confident straight away, but um, Spencer Johnson was probably more pumped up than me. Um, he was loving it out there. It was great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well uh, Paddy, I'll just go, this whirlwind of the last fortnight, mate, you, have you coped well? You, you, you're not um, new to whirlwinds. You're, the start of your career was all all everywhere in one-day cricket and test cricket and getting picked and dropped. Well, now you've been red ball practice, I'd say, you know, last week and a week before that. Then you've got to come quickly back to the heat and start slogging again. And and now it could be pink ball. You better just get your eye in this afternoon. Yeah, I, um, it's it's been something we sort of got to get used to as, as cricketers nowadays, just being able to bounce between formats, bounce between, um, bounce between sort of where you've got to be. Um, the last sort of, couple of weeks has been where am I going to be on a certain day and it's been really hard to plan for anything but um, no I wouldn't, wouldn't change it it's been a, a pretty great last couple of weeks Hey I was spoken to Heels at the start of the show we mentioned it to Buff but and, and it's it's impossible to single out but Spencer Johnson and Josh Brown these guys have pretty much come from nowhere Matty haven't they? Yeah I think Brownie in particular sort of came out of that the, the club cricket I know playing against them the last few years um He's someone that you didn't really want to bowl to as an off spinner. Um, definitely, <laughs> I, when I was captain, I just gave the ball to someone else. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I think his rise has been amazing. Um, I still think there's plenty more in the tank for him. I still think there's so much more um, that 
he could do to get better. And uh, I think that's really exciting for us. Um, and Spence, yeah, or when you've got someone who could bowl 150k left armers, um, it's always pretty nice. And and when you can find where where they're going, I remember facing a couple of years ago when we we're at the strikers in the nets. Um, he had no idea where they were going, which yeah. made him scarier. Um, <laughs> But no, he's just found a bit of rhythm, a bit of um, work with Andy Bickle has probably helped him with that. And, and yeah, he's been exceptional. Mm. He's bowled the hard overs a lot and he can just bowl one at a time and you can inject him at that stage. Can you explain to our listeners what hard overs means? Uh, so probably he bowls in the in the first four power play. He bowls the power surge. He bowls in the death. Um, he can just bowl any of those. And I think... Sort of looking at our bowling attack, we've had Xavier Bartlett do that as well. Michael Neese has bowled up front in the power play when it's swinging around and, and had a few nicks, I think, before this season. I've, I've never had a catch in the slips in T20, yeah. and I've had three this year. So um, it's like I'm, I'm back in shield cricket, but sending a first <laughs> slip to him. Um, yeah. bit more, bit more pressure on the lights. But, um, yeah, I think all our bowlers have stood up um, when they needed to, and I think that's a credit to, to the way they've gone about things and been so calm throughout. What about his acrobatics in the field, mate? Like they were just amazing too, weren't they? Oh, yeah, he's he's special. He'll tell me where he's fielding a lot of the time, and I'll just happily walk to the other position because <laughs> when he can do things like he can do, um, I'll just let him do that. Um, so I'll just let him field wherever he wants to. Um, he's that good. All right, we know you've got a flight to catch. You better let us in on who was best on ground oh. after the match last night. Um, oh, I didn't stay too late, so I can't comment on the uh, after. But we had a we had a great um, moment in the dressing room. We had all the families around, all the all the support staff, all the all the Queensland cricket men, uh, board members um, that were there, um, and we had a big uh, sort of rallying song. Every, a couple of people got up and spoke. A few people had a couple of drinks out of the trophy. Um, so that was a pretty special moment for all of us being around. Um, our family, friends, and and the whole team. Yeah, unreal, Renis. I love it. Yeah, well done. Yeah, and I mean, just Perfect. just quickly, Matty. I mean, families are a big part of this. I mean, you've just talked of your schedule where you've been pulled backwards and forwards between test teams and test squads and and BBL, etc. And you're a family man. I mean, you need plenty of backup, don't you? Yeah, no, my wife's been amazing throughout this whole process. We've got a, a one-year-old who's starting to get quite um, quite difficult with a lot of things. So, um, yeah, she's been amazing. She's been giving me a couple of sleep-ins here and there. Um, she came down to Sydney to to celebrate, but she had to go home and, and put the little one to bed. So she missed a bit of the celebrations. But, no, she's been um, exceptional and, and outstanding and really appreciate her throughout. Brilliant to chat, mate. I know you're about to board a plane to be back here front and centre at the Gabba this afternoon, as will Heels. But uh, you'll come back to a state that is very excited about what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're very excited as well. All right, good stuff. Good on you, Ennis. Good luck. Well played, mate. Matty Renshaw, thank, thank you, you for joining us. That's awesome.